I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roll up, roll up. Hello, hello, hello. It is Dottie May from the Humor Experiment podcast with you today, visiting you and your little ear buddies, hopefully going to give you a bit of entertainment um, and share someone's stories with you today. Um, Today, I have a guest on the show and her name is Chantelle Simmons. Now, I met Chantelle just recently at a Leaders Congress something like that. <laughs> so I think it, I'm pretty sure those two words are in the title of this this conference, Congress, whatever you call it thing that I, I um, attended recently in Brisbane. Um, I went to see one of my mentors. I say mentors loosely because I've never met the guy, but bless his soul. His name is Gary V. And I went to... Um, watch him talk and inevitably got to meet some cool people at this thing as well and got to see a bunch of other leaders um, talk about what they're brilliant at. Um, There was a lot of interesting information imparted. Um, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the talkers were trying to sell us stuff pretty hard at the end of their at the end of their talks but I was really impressed with um, how Gary V went about it and I think why I respect him so much is he really wasn't there to sell us anything he was just there to be awesome and impart his own wisdom and help out the crowd in whatever way he saw fit or whatever way that it was sort of geared towards um, based on his questions and his question um, section of the talk. So that was really cool. And anyway, so at this conferencing that I went to, I met this cool chick. Um, We ended up sitting together. We had a good day chatting in the breaks and I just got to find out so much about her and I thought, wow, this chick's really cool. The first thing that really got me is she said she'd published a book and I was just just so in awe of that and I was like how does how does a person even go about doing something like that um that was the first that was the first like moment of admiration and then there have been many after Uh, she's a pretty cool chick she's planning on um actually motorcycling her way across the Simpson Desert which is just crazy to me I'm 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 too much of a chicken to get on a motorcycle, although I feel like I should now. Um, And from what I've seen of her training and that, it seems like it's going to be quite a grueling task and pretty amazing, pretty incredible. So we're going to tune in with her. I'm going to give her a call and we're going to ask her all of the questions that come up. Um, 
and I'm really, really, really excited for this. Also, it wouldn't be the humour experiment. It wouldn't be true to the humour experiment if we didn't um, put some laughs in there. So um, I'll make sure I tag the end of the chat with testing her on facts about the desert. (laughs) We'll see what she's got for us. Should be fun. All righty. Here we go. I'm going to be back with you shortly and we're going to have a chat to Chantal when we get back. Hello. Hello, Chantal. It's Duddy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You are on record, my lady. Ah, I don't <laughs> I don't waste any time. How are you, how are you, right. <laughs> how are you doing today? Yeah, good. The sun's shining, the sky's blue, there's nothing to complain about. Oh my gosh, you are so inspiring. <laughs> I love it. I've given I've given the um our audience a little preamble, just a little bit of um a little bit of backstory for you, um, how we met, um, that we met at that Congress thing and that you're going to go on a wicked adventure across the Simpson Desert, um, which is so exciting. And I've seen your, um, I've seen some of your social presence lately online and it's pretty cool watching you gear up with all this training, I've got to say. It's, um, it's pretty exhausting, but really cool to have something to work towards. I think it's always great to have like a big goal that kind of inspires you and then pushes you to do the things that otherwise you'd say, no, I'm a bit tired tonight, so I'm going to leave it. But oh, I'm feeling no, I'm like such a lazy bones just, <laughs> <laughs> just hearing you. It's been so long since I've properly worked out, but it's something that I want to get back into again. Yeah, just set yourself a goal. Like, do decide on something that you're going to do and actually commit to it. Yep. And that makes it a lot easier to do those things when you're not feeling like it. Yes, yep. When, once you've got a commitment. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah. and so what – do you have anyone helping you in terms of, like, helping guide you as to, like, what sort of training you should be doing to prepare you for the ride? Because it would be pretty hectic, I can imagine. Um, yeah, so I've got a lot of um, good friends who are pretty good riders. Um, I have a bit of a sports science background myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm far from a personal trainer, but I have a little bit of an idea of what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I think between everyone on the team, so there's going to be twelve women who will be who will be part of the first ever women's team to cross the Simpson Desert. That's so cool. And there is so much. Yeah, so cool. There's so much knowledge and wisdom just within that group of people, that wow. group of women. And we're all super supportive of each other's journeys to um, to get ready. Oh, that's so cool. So how did you come across this group of women? Um, the powers of the interwebs. Yeah, social yep. media has been um, the connection for all of us. Yeah. And and so is it something that, that a particular individual started or how did it come about? Um, it was a bit of banter um, between me and a friend and um, he he's 
done a lot of crossings. He's done east to west a fair few times. So that's east of the country to the west side of the country and crossed yep. Simpson many times. And it's motorbike riding is definitely still a man's world. And he sort of said it would be interesting to take a group of women across. And I said, well, if, if you're going to organise it, if we're going to do it, I'm going to be part of it. So yeah. I was probably one of the first ones to say, let's go and do this. That's cool. <laughs> You're awesome. Yeah. You are so rad. <laughs> That's very cool. And um, so a little bit of backstory as well so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, as I am also. Um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you grew up in the Netherlands and yes. you lived in Amsterdam for six years studying sports science and you... So you moved to Melbourne for your masters, and then yeah. you wanted to travel around Australia. What was what was the um, inspiration there? What made you want to travel around Australia? Um, I've always been curious about places that I don't know. I've always wanted to travel, and so coming from Europe all the way to Australia just to do some study didn't make sense. So I, I was. I was planning to do six months of study and then graduate and then go traveling and that sort of um, changed into sort of 10 months of studying and then I desperately scrambled my farm work hours to get my second working holiday visa and at that point I'd seen a little bit of Australia and all I knew that I I really needed my own transport to um, actually see the most beautiful places. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, buses and backpacking and, and hostels have never been my strong point. Yeah. So I decided to get a motorbike. Um, I've loved riding bikes ever since I had the chance to do it. Yeah. And it just sounded like a great idea. Was that the – when When had you first gotten on a motorbike? Um, so my dad has always had motorbikes. Yeah. Um, and I sat on the back of his bike for a long time. And yeah. when I had the money and the time to do my license, which was now nine years ago, yeah, um, got my first bike and started riding and just fell in love with it even more um, and never stopped, really. I don't own a car. I only have two motorbikes. I have four wheels, but they're not connected. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, it doesn't matter how they're connected as long as you got them, man. As long as you got them, that's cool. Um, and so, so in in the message that you you sent me, you said I didn't want to grow up and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you yeah. rode your bike from Australia to the Netherlands um, through twenty five yeah. countries. <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah, you sort of hit mid twenties. And you're like, well, you know, I'm done studying now. Yeah. Get a job. And, and all my friends were getting into serious relationships and, and looking at buying houses and things. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That just doesn't sound like fun. So only before I get myself into some trap like that, yeah. I need to go out and do something crazy. So yeah. um, my reasoning was I was so close to Asia um, at least How do you from even my prepare for, <laughs> How do you even prepare for travelling through 25 countries? 
Like, how many immunizations is that? That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, you get the immunizations. um, And I took it sort of two or three countries at a time because the whole process becomes way too overwhelming. And they'll never decide if you actually think about doing all of that sort of in one thought. So I prepared um, sort of three countries ahead. And I knew people had done it before me, so I didn't see why I wouldn't be able to do it. So wow. that was kind of my, um, my reasoning, yeah. That is so cool. It's so important to have people, I think, when you're doing big things like that, to have people around you that that have had a taste of that at least or, or kind of know about it. Don't you think? It just makes it all more real yeah. in your visualisation. Yeah, it makes it a lot more real. It makes it sort yeah. of... And attainable. Sorry? And attainable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great word for it, yeah. That's so cool. And they put you in touch with the right people as well. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. So 25 (laughs) countries, can you name them? (laughs) Uh, I can. Um, Australia, East Timor, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, Myanmar, India, Nepal, Pakistan, China, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, Iran, <gasps> Turkey, <Wow>. Greece, Bulgaria, <laughs> Albania. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so like happy jealous. Wait, 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 backtrack. <laughs> I got to Albania and I got so excited. Yep. Oh, I, I went to countries I didn't even know existed. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop the recording. <laughs> I've got to travel right now. That sounds so exciting. What was Nepal like? <laughs> uh, Nepal was really pretty. Um, mm. Yeah, beautiful nature, beautiful people as well. Mm. Um, and and a lot of Buddhism, so quite religious, um, yeah. but the very pleasant type of religious. Um, I really enjoyed that sort yeah. of mountain. Um, Tibetan Buddhism, yeah, beautiful. I'd imagine it would just feel very spiritual being there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. That is so cool. Um, So then you went back home to Europe. Yeah. And it didn't feel like home. How come? Um, I think when I lived in Australia, I had a sense of belonging here and ease of living that I never felt when I lived in the Netherlands Yeah, and kind of all I wanted to do was come back and you know live somewhere where shoes are optional not where you have to wrap yourself in blankets if you want to go out the door right Uh, (laughs) it's so interesting there's so many people all over the world that really get drawn to another place um, yeah. in the world even even from that separation of like even before having had travelled and and gone to other places there's so many people I've spoken to that have said they've been drawn to a place as if as if they've just known that they might belong there or or feel connected to some part of the culture that they've they've been witness to whether it be through somebody else or through just learning about learning about things over uh, online or you know through media and things. 
Yeah, I think it's very important to follow your curiosity. Mm, me too. And so that curiosity will take you places and sometimes you've totally misjudged it at first. Like you'd say, yeah. oh, I'd love to go there and you get there, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes you'll find that your curiosity will take you to places that are even more beautiful than you imagined them before. And mm. I think what drew me to Australia is sort of the the ease of living and still a quite laid-back lifestyle and, and people just randomly talking to each other when you're on the beach or when you're in in line in the supermarket. And that's something mm-hmm. in the Netherlands, I, I kind of picked that up as a as a habit when I was over here. Yeah. And I got back to the Netherlands and I started to, talking to random people next to me and they just didn't answer. They looked at me really strangely. Wow. And when I kind of knew that that was not the place for me. Yeah. Oh. It's so interesting. Um, uh, there's a really cool podcast called Creative Pep Talk and the host is mm-hmm. Andy J. Pizza. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he's such a cool last name. <laughs> And he, and he calls his people creative pepperonis. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, you guys should tune in. It's very cool. If you're creative, do it. We're all creative. Just all tune in. <laughs> but, um, I forget where I was going now. No, he was saying oh, it was something about – oh, yeah. Um, they were, he had a guest. He had a bunch of um, collaborators on one of his episodes and one of them said that how do you – unlearn something you know like it was talking about like when you grow when you grow and you you step outside of your comfort zone and you experience something bigger than what you've known and then you go back to your comfort zone it doesn't feel so comfortable anymore (laughs) once you know once you know there's a different way there's a different option yeah living can be different it's hard to go back to what you used to know I really resonate with that it kind of feels like um, like putting your feet in shoes that are too small. Mm. You know, like one time they were really comfortable, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you've now literally outgrown them and it's really uncomfortable to mm-hmm. sort of wiggle your feet back into it. And Yeah. I I, I, I love that, I, and I I think everyone can resonate with that so much. Like the literal growing pains of when you're like around 12 years old and you you know, you're going through puberty and you're just growing so quickly – and everything hurts. <laughs> Sometimes I feel yeah. like that's what it's like as an adult when you're you're growing up a lot emotionally and mentally and in all those other ways. That's a good analogy. Mm. I think if we, if we actually use that as mm. sort of, yeah, this is not easy, but I am growing and I'm yeah. learning and evolving, then yep. you know, it's not not supposed to be all smooth sailing because mm-hmm. otherwise you never get anywhere. Yeah, and I think, you know, in, and I think, in, I think in a lot of ways to get really reflective, um, you know, we have these growing pains physically when we're younger, but in a lot of ways, a lot of our growth um, is kind of at a standstill until we really become adults and sort of, you know, take flight and leave the nest, you know, because <laughs> like while we're in the nest, we're sort of contained in in the same sort of realm of what we know and yeah. we we only know what our parents know and what our what our immediate sort of world entails and the growth really begins when we when we leave and we become our own people um when we yeah. leave home and 
and then it's kind of it, I felt like I know for me it felt like a lot of catch up as well like sort of hitting 19 and then just like this tornado of life all of a sudden sweeping through going oh and now I've got to learn about the whole rest of the world <laughs> and so it kind of makes sense that our growth as like as people is is accelerated then from that point forward because it, we're just exposed to so much yeah mm. yeah I think a big thing in there is, is the difference of having to take responsibility for yourself yeah so when you live with your parents you never really have to take the end responsibility yeah um, and you know they'll, they'll catch you if you fall and yeah. I think a lot of us will be lucky enough to still have our parents um, supporters um, until we sort of finish studying and all of that. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you really have to take that step and and take responsibility for yourself in every single uh-huh. possible way. Yep. And yeah, that's that. Like, oh shit, life's really happening now. Mm, yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> it's cool. But the, the exciting thing is when you do take responsibility, like on, when you do take responsibility, I feel like that's honestly where life begins. You know what I mean? That's when yeah. you really get into it. And like in, in a good and a challenging way. Like that's when you yeah, can make well, the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's similar to me making that decision to go traveling where like there was no one who could actually stop me. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> such a great idea like such a good you feeling know, if you're trying to make that decision you're going, oh yeah no i'm going to travel around the world your parents would go no you're not and no when you're 25 and you have all these choices in front of you yeah. the beauty of it is no one's going to stop you i mean they, they might try to talk you out of it but really they, there's nothing they can do <laughs> and it's very exciting I remember I remember having that um, having that power power talk to my parents when I got to um, about 17 years old and they and and my father was trying to force me into some kind of smart profession instead of pursuing musical theatre and um, and I said to him well you can make me do anything, but as soon as I turn 18, I'm doing what I want and I'm going to study this, whether you help me or not. <laughs> and yeah. I never felt so powerful in my life before that point. It was a very good moment. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, um, you know, you have to be at that at that point when you, when you decide that you're going to pursue your dream, whatever that is, at whatever point, you have to be able to say, like... I'm going to do this with or without your support. And you have to be able to back that, you know what I mean? Because if they turn around and say, okay, you're doing that without us, then we're not going to help you. You've got yeah. to stick to your guns, you know what I mean? You've got to know that with or without other people, you're going to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really hard decision that I think a lot of people are not ready to make. Yeah. But in in that same sense, I think that um, – parents and, and other people around us are often more supportive than we expect them to be. Mm. And, and they come to a realisation that, you know, you're grown up, they can't stop you from doing anything. So what's the point of trying to lose you over something that you really want to do? Yeah, that's very cool. It's a cool thing to, to be aware of as well. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool growing <laughs> up. It's hard. <laughs> it's tricky sometimes, but yeah, it's it's good having that freedom. Um, and so you're yeah. going to cross the Simpson Desert, um, five hundred and fifty yeah. kilometers. Yeah, one thousand one hundred sand dunes. Did someone count those? <laughs> oh, I think there's actually a couple more, but yeah, that's sort of the round figures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I have to admit, up to this point, the highest sand dune I've crossed is about three metres. Um, the highest Whoa. one that we'll be crossing the Simpson is like 30 plus metres. So- Whoa! <laughs> so you've got to be, there's quite, there's athleticism involved, yeah? Like you've got a motor on your bike, but yeah, is it still going to? Yeah. Hmm. There is a bit of skill involved. Um, Would it just be quite? I'm just wondering, would it be quite taxing on your core muscles? Now I'm thinking... Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, your core muscles, your legs, because yeah. you'll be standing up most of the time. Right. And it's bumpy. Yeah. Um, and you're using your legs to steer, so you steer with your weight quite a lot. Oh. Um, yeah. That's so, so cool. So you're shifting your weight around and moving your body around. Oh, so Going around the corner when you don't want to. Crazy. So uh, it is quite a full body workout when you think of oh, it like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And then a lot of people get something called arm pump, <gasps> which is um, like your your forearm muscles get really sore from holding the throttle open and making holding onto the handlebars. Yeah. Because it's not like a, a bucking ball at that point in time. It's wow. Just that, that bump does not want you on it. Wow. And that plus injuring that for a long duration of time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, some things will do it in one day. Um, We're going to do it in in four days, three nights. Cool. Um, Which means hopefully you'll enjoy it more. (laughs) Oh, I'm so looking forward to the desert skies and the sunset. Oh, take me (laughs) with you. I'm so jealous. I'm in the best way. It sounds so good. Oh, yeah, I am really looking forward to it. It's um, Looking it's at it, nothing? How peaceful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining that it's right places. now. <laughs> so cool. And you guys are raising funds for Dolly's Dream, which is a charity to stop yeah. bullying and cyberbullying. Um, yes. Is that something that you you actually had a hand in choosing? Um. Yeah, yes. And what so, what's what is what's the connection there for you? Like why why that charity? Um, there was two reasons. Mm-hmm. We wanted something that um, sort of had something to do with the outback, so it'd be connected to the land where we're doing this crossing. Yeah. Um, and Dolly's dream is uh, founded by the um, um, a couple in the outback. I. I forgot exactly where they are. Yeah. Um, and the parents of Amy Everett, her nickname was Dolly, um, <laughs> and unfortunately she took her own life at oh. age 14 after continuous bullying and cyberbullying. Wow. And so they have been incredibly brave um, to set up this charity and turn this, this horrible incident into something that hopefully improves the lives of many other people. And the other reason we 
uh, chose this charity is because um, I think out of the 12 women in the team, probably 11 have personal experience with bullying, mainly because we're not the standard girls. We, we stand yeah. out rather than yeah. fit in. What a and beautiful thing. Out, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, if you stand out, there is always a chance of people picking on you. And, 100%. And yeah, I've experienced it myself. And yeah. I think even at age 30 now, I, I don't fully grasp the impact that primary school bullying has had on my life and still um, still has on my life in, in my beliefs, in my habits, mm. and in the ways I respond to things. So it's I think I'm a- only on now. Yeah, it's such a um uh it's such a case of keeping everyone in line, you know? Um keeping yeah. everyone in line out of fear and discomfort of yeah. of being liberated, I think, in lots of different ways, you know? Yeah. And and you know, as I think adults pass that on to kids whether they realize it or not. And um yeah. And then what happens is, you know, then you have these spaces with kids that don't quite understand the impact of their behaviour and it, it is really damaging and really scary, um, sometimes more damaging than what you're exposed to as adults because the children inherit a lot of the beliefs and the I- ideology of the parents but maybe don't understand um, the consequences yet or the impact of expressing such ideas like, yeah. like children are so untamed, you know, because they're – which is the beautiful thing about them, you know. They're just out and expressive yeah. and loud and and free and so they're very transparent, you know, And whereas mm-hmm. adults may have some really toxic beliefs but have learned over a lifetime to where, where and when to express those things and children don't know that. So it can be very – it can be much more damaging than in these – in these environments that are um, yes, that, that kids are in, you know, and yeah, and and it's it is really sad, and I think that's the thing that does keep us in line: this fear of of standing out. And the sad thing is that nothing wonderful happens until somebody stands out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. I think kids. I mean, when I'm talking about kids, I'm talking about the ages of kids who still believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. So, you know, whatever they're being told is, is perceived as truth. Yeah. And it often isn't. But as a kid, you don't have a filter to, no. to say, oh, I listen to this and I don't listen to this and mm. I believe this, but I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, so I think that Dolly Stream is doing an incredibly important job. Yep. And I'm, I'm really proud and honoured to be able to raise funds for them and help yep. this cause because mm. I think bullying has a lasting impact yeah. and we don't even know the full impact of it. And I think, and I just, and just a word to our listeners, you know, if you have young people in your life or if you, if you remember, you know, a moment that happened to you that really affected you, um, you know, and made you feel, you know, afraid of sort of standing out. I guess I'm here to say, and I'm sure you you back me in this as well, that, um, you know, be go out there and be brave and be yourself and and show the rest of the world what's possible. 
and and don't Absolutely. don't be scared of standing out because like that that's where the magic happens and and you know if you do it with enough if you do it with enough gusto and sass <laughs> you know you're yeah. bound to have a trail of people following you which is kind of what's happened you know with you guys doing this yeah. amazing mission you know you want to go out and ride the desert <laughs> and then you've got 11 other awesome chicks that have have you know decided to jump on board with you so how cool is that absolutely and when you embrace standing out you'll attract other people to mm. you and you'll attract better people to you yeah because if you try to fit in you always try to fit in with the people that you don't fit in with anyway yeah you Whereas never really if you're do happy with yourself yeah yeah and you want to be if you're brave you want to be around other brave ones too yeah it's how you, so get, it's, it's how you get more done <laughs> Um, get more done. You get more positive energy off each get other. Get her done. <laughs> um, now. More laughing. Oh, so good. Um, now, yeah, it wouldn't be the Humor Experiment podcast if I didn't make you do something silly before we leave. So, yeah. Um, you have, okay, you have one minute. I'm going to set a timer. You have one minute to tell me all of the facts, real or made up, that you can about the desert. Just in general, any desert, go. Any, any desert. Any facts. desert, real or false, but just tell us as if they are facts. <laughs> go. Uh, okay, are you starting? Okay, you're up. <laughs> okay, so the desert is going to be full of sand. It's going to be dunes. Um, it's going to be cold at night and hot during the day. Um, there's going to be lots and lots and lots of stars. We'll have to dig our own pits to um, pee and shit in. Um, and here's another one. And now more general <laughs> facts about deserts in general. <laughs> more general facts. Oh, there's actually a lot more life in deserts than we think there is. We think it's dead and empty and, and barren, but it's not at all. This is no good. You actually know real facts. <laughs> now make one up. Um, make one up. Yep. Okay. Um, deserts are great places to live because um, <laughs> there is no one around to bother you. <laughs> yeah, that's what we wanted. Oh, no, I pressed the wrong button. So how are we doing on this minute? Woo! <laughs> you did well. I had to go through my soundboard of all the buttons until I found the applause. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Um, it has been so awesome to have you in for a chat. I mean, have you in through the world of the telephone? Isn't technology amazing? Can we just give a big cheer for that? Oh, oh no! I got, the, I got the wrong thing on the soundboard. I'm, I'm a joke. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Cheers for technology! Woo! And, um, <laughs> and if our listeners want to support um, the charity... Dolly's dream. Yeah. How can they do that? And and can they right. can they do that in a way that supports your your mission as well? Do you have a, yes. a donation yes. page or something? We do. Um, there is an everyday hero page. Okay. And Okey-dokey. if you go to Google and you type in everyday hero all women Simpson Crossing. Yep. Uh, that will direct you to our fundraising page. Yep. And then you can click on the team. And you'll see that I have done not that much yet. 
Um, yeah. I've been organising all sorts of things, but I have not raised that many funds. So. Oh well, perfect. Feel free to cut me although, out there. Although, when is when is when is this going to be? Um, this is going to be released in several months. Is it going to still be open? Um, probably. Okay. So, um, it's going to be uh, definitely open until we after we cross the. Simpson, which will be start of October, mm-hmm. but I will probably keep it open because we'll be doing some interviews and some more sort of networking and getting some magazines, magazine articles going. Amazing. So cool. we'll try to keep it open for a bit longer. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, you keep us up to date with that and I'll put um, a link in the show notes so that our, our listeners can support you as well, which will be really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yay! Oh, no! I did the wrong thing on the soundboard again. Cheers! Oh, no. I'm a clown. I don't even try. I'm just a natural. Um. Everything would go right the first way. It wouldn't be as funny. It wouldn't. And it's funnier when I do this job really terribly, let's be real. Um, <laughs> it's so nice talking to you, Chantelle. Um, we'll put Thank some links. Oh, it's been a pleasure. We'll put some links in the show notes so um, people can be in touch with you if they want to support you and find out about what you're doing as well. And have an awesome day. What are you, are you going to do something to make yourself laugh today? Um, I already had a run this morning. I am going to work and then I'm going to laugh at the amount of work that I still have to do because I find that it's much more productive than worry about it. It is. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, you know exactly what's up. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Chantel. Have an awesome day and, yeah, all the best with your, your adventure. All right. Thanks a lot. You guys too. Ciao. Ciao. Oh, that was an awesome chat. That was so good. Um, brilliant. Yeah, if you want to do, um, if you if you want to support Dolly's dream, um, please do. We'll provide that link in the show notes, as I've just said. Um, what a what an incredible um, cause! Yeah, um, I hope you guys have an awesome week and stay in good humor. Make yourself laugh. If anything's overwhelming or stressful or life is too much, just laugh about it. Do a big old wacky laugh and find something funny. Find something funny in the challenge and make sure you let me know. Okay. Stay in good humor. This is Dottie signing off. Bye. Hey, James. Yo. What's better than a rotating cast of hosts? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the obscure sport ferret legging where people put ferrets down their pants. Or Graham, the 52 hertz whale, the loneliest whale in the world. How about everyone's favourite Christian radio program, Ranger Bill? Whoa, who the hell this? are you? Who the, what are you doing here? I came prepared with a 45-minute lecture on international humanitarian okay. law. Where do people I, keep coming all from? All these people oh. are, you know. Where? Uh, we host now. Yeah, oh, we're, we're, oh. we're the new hosts. Of what? Of unfeatured articles, everyone's favourite Wikipedia-based podcast where we dive into the depths of Wikipedia to find articles that aren't necessarily featured. Uh, Check us out everywhere you check out podcasts. It's free. Podcasts are free. iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and other things. Love you. Thanks, kids. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.